0: Welcome to First Focus, a podcast here at First Presbyterian Church of Columbia, where we highlight various events and ministries around the church. I'm Scott Hull, a member of First Presbyterian Church and one of your hosts. And I'm your other host, Josh Adair, pastoral intern of biblical counseling. What do we have on the show this week, Josh? This week, I'm going to be speaking with Billy James. He is a deacon who chairs the Financial and Temporal Needs Committee on our church. He's coming to talk with us about the Deacons Fund, which our church uses to bless our congregation, our community, and ultimately the world. If you have any questions about the show or any other ministry at the church, don't hesitate to contact us. You can find all of our contact info on our website, which is firstprescolumbia.org That's firstprezcolumbia.org, or on our app. Let's get to the conversation. Welcome back to First Focus. I'm one of your hosts, Josh Adair, and with me today is Billy James. He is one of the deacons on our diaconate committee. He chairs the Financial and Temporal Needs Committee on our diaconate. And so, Billy, why don't you say hello for us?
1: Hey, thanks for having me, Josh. I appreciate the opportunity to talk with you.
0: Yeah, we're so glad to have you here today, Billy. And Before we get into talking about the committee that you represent for our church, I thought it'd be really interesting for for our listeners who may not know you to hear a little bit more of your story. And so tell us a little bit about yourself, your family. How did you come to First Press?
1: Well, I grew up in Columbia. I grew up coming to First Press. My mom and dad, Pat and Bill James, have been lifelong members here, and so have I. So I was away for a few years for college and then uh, subsequent training but ultimately, came back to Columbia with my wife, Asha. She actually came a little before me, but we were, uh, I settled back here in 2003. So we've been here ever since.
0: And you guys have how many daughters?
1: We have four little girls. Um, oh, wonderful. Beautiful little girls. Fortunately, they mm-hmm. take after their mother. <laughs> <laughs> and they range in age from 16 on down to 7.
0: Yeah, that's the prayer for any of us as men, when our daughters take <laughs> after our wives. <laughs> okay, well, that's, that's great, too. Thank you for sharing that with us. And as you guys were, I mean, obviously you spent a season away. When you came back to Columbia, you were raised here. Outside of the familiarity of it, what was it that, that brought you and Asha back into First Pres?
1: Well, as I said, you know, I was raised here, so I was familiar mm-hmm. with First Presbyterian. Always loved fellowship here, the godliness that this church exudes Um, the way that they reach the community for Christ uh, and have been Christ-centered all along and Mm. continue to be. My wife, obviously, is not from here. She was from West Virginia. And so when she came to Columbia, she started going to First Presbyterian and fell in love with it as well. So we just both felt that this was where we were called to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think certainly we felt the Lord was calling us to be here and really continued to love the Christian community.
0: Yeah, and you guys came back during Dr. Ferguson's ministry here as well. Uh, Actually, during during Dr. DeWitt's. Oh, Dr. DeWitt. Oh, great, great. Oh, man, that's incredible. Well, well, good. We're so glad to have you here, and also for the ways that you serve in our church. And so tell us, some of our listeners may not be aware of the fact that there is a fund in our budget that we call the Deacons Fund, but tell us a little bit of an overview. What is this fund that you're coming to talk to us about today?
1: Well, the primary role... Of deacons and of the diaconate as a whole is to minister to the needs uh, of the congregation. Sure. And really, this is first exemplified uh, in Acts 6. Mm. Uh, the word deacon actually comes from the Greek diakoneo, which means to serve. Yeah. And it is first mentioned in Acts 6. Uh, at that time, the 12 disciples brought together the congregation as a whole and told the members to choose among themselves those who would be willing to serve yeah. and minister to the needs of the congregation, and primarily yeah. widows and helping to serve food. And so that is really where the calling, I think, began uh, for deacons.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: and the specific, I guess, characteristics of deacons, or qualifications are mentioned elsewhere in First Timothy 3. Mm. But as far as the duty of deacons, that really, I think, exemplifies that, just serving the congregation Administering uh, mm. to their needs. And in keeping with that, the Deacons Fund was created by the DAC it to help serve the needs of members of our congregation who have specific financial burdens that really. they are unable to meet. Uh, and that's really where uh, the Deacons Fund started. Mm. That has since been expanded to include assistance for members of the community that have come to us mm. for assistance as well.
0: Yeah, and you were telling me before we started recording that it's, it's even expanded further than that as well at our church, that... It's not just in the community. I mean, I, th- I think back to when we moved here, it was the fall that the flood happened and our church was the, the recipient of so much generosity. We've even heard Pastor Thomas talk about that from the pulpit, but it seems like our church has even sought how might we use our resources to also be a blessing beyond our community as well. What are what are some ways that we see the Deacons Fund doing that?
1: Well, that's correct. Uh, the Deacons Fund is primarily for members of the congregation and the community here, but certainly after the floods of twenty. 2015, we realized that there was a great need for those afflicted by natural disaster as well. Mm. And so our sister fund, if you will, that was uh, established is the Disaster Relief Fund. Sure. And that is, in similar fashion, used to assist those with material needs, but primarily for those who've been afflicted by natural disaster. Mm. And again, that was created initially for or following the 2015 floods here to assist those in our community. But since it's been expanded to allow us to help with people around the world uh, who've been afflicted in that way. And most recently, uh, we've been able to assist with victims of the hurricane in the Bahamas Mm. uh, and through two different relief organizations, the Salvation Army and through the Presbytery uh, by way of Samaritan's Purse. That's great. And prior to that, uh, last year with the hurricanes here, we were able to help uh, some people down on the coast that had been afflicted by that, by flooding and by hurricane damage. So, uh, that has been a great blessing to see mm. the role of the diaconate expanded in that way, and yeah. just to know that through the generosity and the giving of members of our congregation
0: and community that we're able to spread the love of Christ all over the world, really. That's wonderful. That is incredible to see. And you know, it's interesting that like our church, it's a historic downtown church. its It's been known for its, its faithfulness to the Word of God in its life, but it's— it's also just a, a deep encouragement to me to think that, like our, our church, takes seriously living under the authority of all the counsel of God's word. Whether that means, you know, we're going to have deacons who are we going to fulfill this office of, of of our church that we see in Scripture. It's incredible to see our, our church doing that. And so, but I, I wanted to ask too. Tell me a little bit about some of the the aspects of how this works in terms of we have people in our church who need financial assistance. Or people from our community who need financial assistance. Let's, let's focus in a little bit on the, the financial needs aspect of it. And I know that this is, you were saying this is sort of an anonymous work as well. But what might be some illustrations of people who have been helped through our congregation or through our community with this fund?
1: Sure. Well, I can think of so many people yeah. we've been able to assist, uh, which has been a great blessing. Um, mm to all involved but just a few That's examples right. i can think of one young lady who was a former member who had a neuromuscular disorder mm. a young mother was really having trouble with mobility we were able to help her financially in order to obtain a, an electric wheelchair mm. uh, so that she could better care uh, for her child and help restore some mobility to her life another example where we helped Katie, who was recently widowed with some of her husband's medical bills. Other examples would include members who have needed help with transportation to attend a funeral sure. uh, out of the country. Mm. Other members who have needed assistance with rent or with other mm. uh, needs with their power bills, insurance, uh, things like that, That mm. uh, where they were you know, just in a... Position financially where they could not meet those needs. Uh, So it allowed us to do that uh, in the spirit of Christ uh, to minister to those needs as they arose.
0: Yeah. And that's not to toot our own horn, it's it's just to show the scope of what we've done. And, you know, what a faithful uh, representation of our Father's care for us, especially for a member. Uh, but also like a, a non-member in our in our local community, you know we are we are a historic downtown church, and there are some migrant populations that come in. You know sometimes they'll come in, and it, even they have been helped from from what I hear of of folks who need assistance uh, with their daily needs. And so it's it's an incredible witness and opportunity we have to witness to our community and our members. You know I think everyone has experienced the sticker shock of. You receive a bill from a a medical procedure, and you're not really sure uh, on how things might be paid. And in a society that's as fractured as ours, to see our church seeking to be an answer to some of those needs is an incredible, incredible joy that I see, so... So l- let me ask you this. You want to do more than just talk about this fund. You want to help people understand how can they partake in it in terms of if there is a financial need that a member incurs or that, that someone knows of, how might they approach this committee on, in our church to receive any sort of assistance or be evaluated from that? Sure. Several
1: ways, really. The most direct route would be to talk to any of the deacons uh, yeah. here at First Presbyterian, either those who are actively serving or or those who are inactive at the time. But any deacon Mm. should be able to reach a member of our committee to ask for assistance uh, and start the process for us to be able to do that. Any member of the pastoral staff uh, in the same vein should be able to contact us with specific needs. So certainly they should be able to get that ball rolling as well. Um, And then finally, Lisa Ergel, who's Administrative Assistant for Pastoral Care here. Sure. If one were to call the church offices uh, and contact her, she has direct line of communication with our committee, um, Mm. and that is how I would say the vast majority nowadays have been reaching us. But uh, any of those means, either directly through a deacon, through a member of the pastoral staff, or uh, through Lisa Ergel.
0: Church, yeah, and just so our, our listeners might know, Lisa Eargle's uh, email is on our, our church website, firstpresscolumbia.org. dot org. I believe she's L Ergel, Eargle, E A R G L E at firstpresscolumbia.org. dot org, and so uh, so they would email her if they didn't have a connection with the deacon. Or in terms of an active deacon or an in, even an inactive deacon, or they could talk to one of the pastors as well. Correct. That's great. Well, cool. Well, so you wanted to share, obviously, how can people, be, how can people participate in this if they have a need, but, but what other opportunities are there for our congregation as well to be mobilized for this need as, as we consider it? Because, you know, it's, it's a financial assistance fund. How does, how does that financial assistance happen? Excellent question. One of the things that I impress upon people when I talk
1: to them about the Deacon's Fund Mm -hmm. is just what a difference this fund, this money can make for those who are in need, Mm. not only meeting their financial burdens, but also using that opportunity to share the love of Christ, Mm. both with members of our congregation, but also members of the community that approach us, it allows us to, in a physical way, minister to their needs, but also spiritually be able to open that door and talk to them about the love of Jesus. Mm. And so, you know, that's something that I really didn't understand before I was on the diaconate, uh, before I was on this committee, but that fund makes a real difference in people's lives. Mm. And so it is vitally important, of course, that we that we continue to see it uh, remain healthy. Mm. In our church, we have been incredibly blessed. Yes. Members who are just so generous and so giving Mm. to help keep that fund well apportioned, and it has made a significant difference in the number of people that we've been able to reach. Sure. In terms of how uh, that money can be uh, given or donated several ways, really. The most direct route would be in one of our offerings, one of our services um, sure. offering pews. There's a, an envelope. Uh, place the offering there and simply earmark it for the deacons' fund or the disaster relief fund, sure, as you're felt led. Also through the church app and website, mm-hmm. and that can be either a one-time gift or that can actually be set up to be a cont- or a recurring gift uh, if one. That's desires. wonderful. And then I guess the other way we would. Uh, ask for support is simply prayer. Mm. Prayer for wisdom for the members of the community Mm. uh, or members of the committee who uh, administer the fund, Mm. diaconate as a whole that oversees the fund as well, just that we would have guidance from the Holy Spirit to to help us in terms of how we administer the fund and to be good stewards with what's been provided. So I think those
0: are really the primary ways that we would ask for support. Yeah, that sounds wonderful. Yeah, and so so if if I understand what you're saying the reality is is that this is a fund that uh depends upon the generosity of our members. That's correct. Uh, and you know I think of uh the Leith church in Scotland recently and the the huge ask that Pastor Derek charged our congregation with and saw it met. It was amazing. And if, if I hear what you're saying correctly is as the end of the year approaches, it's a time where a lot of people really assess where they might also show a little bit more end-of-year generosity towards certain causes that they care deeply about. Would you want people to consider by the end of the year like helping contribute towards this fund?
1: Well, as I said before, I, I've truly been humbled by the generosity of our congregation uh, and what they have continued to do to support uh, the Deacons Fund and the Disaster Relief Fund. Going forward to the end of the year, particularly towards the holiday season, we tend to see an increase in need, both from the congregation, but also from members of the community. And so that oftentimes is a particular burden on the Deacons Fund as, uh, as the year comes to a close. Sure. So I would ask that of our congregation prayerfully consider a contribution to the Deacons Fund, mm. uh, because that, as I said before, that money does make a real difference in people's lives, mm. uh, and it's just one more example of the way that our church reaches folks uh, for Christ. You know, I've been very blessed to be a part of this, and it really, I can't emphasize enough generosity of our, of our church members. And That's right. How they have uh, every time stepped up to make that fund work. Uh, for yeah. lack of a better word, to keep it healthy and allow us the opportunity to minister to those need among us. And uh, that has been a great blessing to see, and I certainly um, have been in awe, frankly, of the generosity
0: uh, that mm. we've seen. And some of the things that you think about, like just something as simple as mobility to care for a child or something as simple as financial assistance through an established organization like Samaritan's Purse, in the wake of disaster that no one can plan for, but that our God sovereignly brings into this world. It's amazing that we get the opportunity to see the gospel go forward in this way, and I'm so thankful for the work that you're helping facilitate, and we're so thankful to you, or to the the committee, for the ways that they seek to be good stewards of those funds. So thank you, guys. Is there anything else you wanted to share with us, Billy?
1: No, I just thank you, Josh, and thank you again to the to the congregation of First Presbyterian Church for That's right. uh, their kindness and their generosity uh, and exemplifying the love of Jesus.
0: You've been listening to First Focus. On behalf of Billy and all of the staff here at First Presbyterian Church in Columbia, I'm Josh Adair, And I'm Scott Hall. Thank you for joining us. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, don't hesitate to contact us. You can find all of our contact info on our website, which is firstprezcolumbia.org, that's firstprezcolumbia.org, or on our app. We hope you'll join us again next time. Until then, God bless.